Engineer. Hi everybody and happy holidays. It's time for Ask Engineer here at the Ada Fruit Factory. It's me, Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. And as I mentioned, we're broadcasting from downtown Manhattan in the Ada Fruit Factory. We do all the design, testing, manufacturing, shipping, and support of all the electronics that you know and love. And we've got an exciting for show for you tonight. Last week we had the Ada Box unboxing, so we got double the new, double the news. Can't wait to jump into this jam packed. It's like a st stocking stuffer full of goodies. Even got some, uh, it's not out yet. What's on tonight's show, Mr. Lady Ada? On tonight's show, the code is Tomu. 10% off the native for store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Tomu is the code. We'll tell you why it's the code later. It might be a new product. Who knows? Could be a surprise. It supports us, an open source hardware company in New York City. Thank you for supporting us in 2018. Looking forward to 2019 together. We still haven't taken loans or venture capital. We're still in business. Um, we're supported by you, so when you buy something, use this, save a couple bucks, and it also keeps the lights on here. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects. Back the mailbag, will stop by, read your letters to us. News in the wonderful world of Python and microcontrollers. Time travel, look back in the world of hackers, makers, artists, and engineers. Some help wanted, native for jobs board. I'm in New York City, factory footage, 3D printing, new products, we got a top secret, and we're gonna answer your questions in Discord. Yes. That's right. Go sign again. up. If you're not on Discord, go there. It's adafruit.it slash Discord. It's free. Yeah. It's over easy. 9,000 people strong in the community on Discord. And of course, there's a trivia question at the end. All that and more on, you guessed it. Ask dun, an engineer. Dun, dun. Okay. okay. Um, pay some bills, Tomu's code, said that. Easy to type. Yeah. Kind of odd to say. Tomu, we, have some, Tomu. we have some free stuff in the store. We do. I'll tell you about it. When you order $99 or more, you get a free Promo Proto half-size breadboard. That's a thing up there in the corner. It's uh, shaped in size like a half-size breadboard, so you can take your projects from a saddleless breadboard and make them permanent. Great for installations or when your, your, your project's done. You want to move on to your next project. Um, okay, so it's $99 or more. And then at... Um, $149 or more, yeah, $149 or more, you get a free coaster. These coasters are designed by Boldport, and they feature one of four lovely characters. You've got Minerva, you've got Hans, you've got Blinka, you've got the LEDs. Um, so one of four different coaster designs, you'll get a random one with your order, uh, collect all four, and uh, they're great, they come with little bumpers, and they're great for coastering. Just put your drink on them, and you can think about all your lovely circuit playground characters while you drink your hot coffee or cocoa or whatever. Uh, $199 or more, you get a free UPS ground shipment. If you're in the continental United States, the lower 48, you will get free UPS ground shipping. This is reliable, trackable shipping. Your package will get to you and you'll be able to like tell when it's gonna show up. It's wonderful, it's a recommended shipping method. So that's free when you order $199 or more. And then $299 or more, you'll get a free circuit playground express. Uh, Circuit Playground Express is our premier development board, which you can use with microblocks, 
CircuitPython, um, co code.org CS discoveries, um, sorry, I said CircuitPython, code.org CS discoveries, CircuitPython, make code, and microblocks. Okay, there's just a lot. You, yeah. see, you see why it's hard for me to remember all of them because yeah. it works for so and, much and stuff. And Arduino, so it kind of does Arduino. everything. Yeah, it kind of does everything. Sorry, there's so many. It does everything. And it comes with LEDs and sensors and buttons and everything and alligator clips, so it's really easy to use. We've got hundreds of projects that you can follow along. It's a great gift or uh, keep it for yourself. That's the freebies. Okay. For shipping, um, check out our shipping deadlines next week, of course. Uh, we won't be shipping on Tuesday because it's New Year's Day. Check out, we put it on the site early and often. It's on yes. there right now. So you can see the cutoffs. Yeah, UPS, Postal, yep. DHL. And same day delivery before 11 a.m. in New York City on checkout. If it's a zip code that's supported, you get it same day. Show and tell, people around the world showing sharing their projects. Yes. Data. We had some Adafruit peeps and we had some other folks from the community stop in. What was on the show and tell and what did they share? Okay, most important, Katni showed up and showed off her new espresso machine. So she's very excited about that. Uh, so she's going to uh, put away her Keurig and she's going to use this espresso machine and like grind some beans and maybe she'll circuit Pythonify it with some sensors and LEDs. That's exciting. JP showed off his project from last week's build. It's a mini keyboard um, that he built from Andy Clymer. He uses a Trinket M0 and circuit Python to take key presses and control his screen. Um, don't forget tomorrow JP is taking the day off this week uh, he's still working on electronics but I uh, won't be doing a video next week though it's gonna be an awesome video to check in next week uh, McBee showed off a really cool he got some gifts uh, these are uh, electronic advent calendars from Conrad he got three he got an electronics one so different electronic components an Arduino one that he hasn't opened but probably comes with an Arduino and then maybe compatible and then a bunch of components like 24 days worth an IoT one, maybe an ESP266 or something, also some parts to follow along. I just got kind of a cute idea. You know, you get like one thing to the beginning and then each day you do one project and then it's Christmas. It's usually yeah. chocolates, but it's, I like that it's been extended to electronics. Yeah. Colin built a Neotrellis M4 Ableton Live controller for his like Ableton DAW software control. Uh, he's going to write up a guide that'll be live soon uh, for all you Ableton fans or Max MSP fans. Phil B showed off. He was biking home and um, he found one of those original Commodore 64 monitors, like those gray ones with the with the knobs in the front. Like they're actually video monitors. Interesting. I wonder if like Sony made them. They look a lot like the Sony monitors, actually the the monitor monitors for like video monitoring. Commodores. Yeah, I remember like the you because I remember we had it at the lab. Uh, we you want to know who actually made? Yeah, who actually made it? Why don't you Why don't you look that up? Yeah. But um. He wanted one because he has an old computer collection, and this is like this is like the like most amazing monitor ever made. What was the part number again? Uh, the one seven oh two. Yeah, this uh, is ten eighty four. Yeah, this is a. I think this is the ten eighty four that he had. Doesn't. Yeah, it had like the, the connections like the front. Wow, they made a lot. Anyways, it's a cool monitor. Um, heavy as heck, and he found it on the street. It was it was waiting for him, so he adopted it. Um, Azure is working on a lightsaber, doing some 3D printing, and uh, it's coming along. Maybe next week there'll be some electronics in it. Um, C. Scott came up with a, it's like the C. Scott yearly update. I feel like I know all about what C. Scott's up to. Um, main computer died, so a little slow on projects. Got to rebuild the computer. A friend of his is writing a book about a Radio Shack in the 70s and 80s from an engineer point of view. Um, like about like when Tandy Leather and Radio Shack worked together or didn't work together. 
Um, sounds kind of interesting. Maybe it'll be out next year. Yeah, and you said it was from someone who's an engineer. He's an engineer working there. there, which I thought that was. It's kind of a, a change from a lot of the marketing books. Like Guy Kawasaki was at like Apple yeah. for like a little bit of time, and that's his thing for his entire life. I know Apple <laughs> Innovator <laughs> everywhere. I was at Apple for a period of time. There's so many books. Remember, and he actually wrote a bunch of books about angel investing, and then he disappeared. Yeah, but th it's it's one of those things. That that's that's the common book that you hear. It's like, oh, I, I was there. I was there, and yeah. I was, I was a and thinker. And so it is nice to hear. I totally saw Steve Jobs at one time. Yeah. We had coffee together. <laughs> he changed my life. Yeah, but. I, I like the idea of having, in addition to those types of books. Well, there's the people who've been there for who 30, is, 40 years. Or, or someone who is in the, the, the engineering side during those periods, not just, you know, the yeah. kind of the higher the high profile VP of marketing. Well, it's funny yeah. if they had the NDAs. I mean, I'm wondering if like, Radio Shack doesn't exist anymore. Like, um, I mean, I measure time like iter by iterations of the Matrix or and or yeah. Radio Shack. So we're on like... Fifth, we're on like fifth iteration of Radio it's like Shack. Radio Shack Prime. I think it'd be hard to. It's like a Radio Shack planet, like Riddick is there. I think it'd be hard to enforce an NDA from the 70s. Or Radio, yeah. from Radio Shack. I'm pretty I don't sure even know if they have the paperwork pretty, anymore. Pretty sure. Pretty sure everything's over. Yeah. I think you could talk about anything you want. We got to get these people who work there to start writing books before they die. It's true. If they were if they were peaking their career at thirty, it's seventies and eighties. Now they're in the seventies and eighties. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta get typing. Go yeah, get that TRS idea. Get, get your cocoa. Get your Commodore sixty four monitor. Get, get it out of the closet. Type, Plug it in. Oh. All right, so that's what was on. I couldn't show. find who actually who who manufactured the. They really hide it. I think it was Sony. I, I I don't know. Someone might put it in the chat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What else you got? That's it. Oh, that's it. Okay. All participants on the show and tell get an SE on the show and tell sticker. Email support at adafruit.com. Did you do the lightsaber with? Yeah, the, Azure had the lightsaber, but okay. it's working on it, and next week maybe they'll come Azure. by with some electronics. Okay, that's part of our Adafruit Live Series shows. No JP show this week, but one next week. If you're if you're lonely, uh, you can watch any of the like over 100 videos on YouTube on repeat. Yeah. I think if you're lonely, YouTube is kind of their slogan now. <laughs> lonely? Like, YouTube. <laughs> like conspiracy theory videos? That's for you. Um, okay, so pack the mailbag's going to stop by. Okay. This one's from Cliff. You guys are awesome for your pro from your products, your technical support, your online training, and your customer support. I don't know of any other company that handles everything so well. That is from Cliff. Thank oh, you thanks, so Cliff. much. Cliff, we read these to our you know, all-company state of the fruit meeting that we do every week, and we also read these here to you. So keep sending them in. Uh, don't forget we're on Discord. We are there. That's where we answer questions at the end of the show. So hang out there. Uh, make code minute. Uh, we have some exciting make code news. Not now, but very soon. Oh, can't that, talk about it. Can't talk be, about it. Yeah, it's, we're getting close. Can't talk about it. So if you have a Circuit Playground Express, plug it into makecode.adafruit.com. Just play around with it. There'll even be more interesting There'll be really cool stuff you can do yeah, real soon. Even more cool stuff. But uh, JP does a Make Code Minute every single week. So let's take a look at it. Check in. Yeah. So for today's Make Code Minute, I wanted to do something a little different. Uh, usually I use the Circuit Playground Express with Make Code, but if you head to maker.makecode.com, you can run the Make Code on a whole bunch of different boards. So launch that and then pick the Trinket M0, which is what I have done today. So what I'm gonna do is a similar project to our main project of the day, which is keyboard entry. So what I've done is in uh, maker.makecode.com, under extensions, I've added the keyboard extension, and uh, this allows me to 
have keyboard, uh, USB HID keyboard presses and function keys and some other things, media keys. Uh, and I'm using the input block here on touch D1 click is what it defaults to. But what you can see is I've set this to on button D0 down. It's going to type in A and it's going to hold it just like pressing a keyboard key. And then on button D0 up, it's going to release that key. Now, I'm also, uh, you'll notice there's a little cool breadboard view over here. I'm also going to load up my overhead cam. There he is. So as I press one of these buttons, I'm getting key presses in this terminal view. If I press and hold, a whole bunch of A's. If I press and hold the other, I get a whole bunch of B's. Uh, so that is how you can use the Trinket M0 inside of MakeCode in order to create a little keyboard. Uh, and you can see it does this nice little diagram for you as you build it to show you one possible way that you could build your board. I am definitely hidden under the make code. Hey, there I am. All right, so that is your make code minute. Okay, and that's the make code minute. Every single week, check out make code at makecode.betafruit.com. The wonderful world of Python on microcontrollers. This is video highlights from this week's newsletter. Ooh, there's so much good stuff Happy happening. Happy holidays from Adafruit. It's our holiday edition. Um, we thank everybody for being a reader and a subscriber. It's uh, our fastest growing newsletter. So check out adafruitdaily.com and sign up for Python on microcontrollers. CircuitPython snakes its way to Hackspace. This is an audio reactive NeoPixel mask that Sophie Wong made. Um, that's our friend Drew on the cover. Purple. Yeah. Which is the color of CircuitPython. That's right. So that's cool. And uh, CircuitPython development the interactive way with Jupyter. Yeah, this is interesting. They actually updated this in some pull requests and for our Jupyter kernel. This is very interesting because, you know, we use the REPL and Moo, which is a totally fine way to do it. But if you want, you can actually use Jupyter notebooks and have, like, code chunks that then execute on the CircuitPython board and then the response comes back into your Jupyter Notebook. So it's a really, it's a different way of doing development, but if you like Jupyter Notebooks, you can use it with CircuitPython. It does work. And we also did our um, community outreach post-2019. Um, as 2019 comes to a close, we like to reflect on the year, set new goals for 2019. And in the past, we said, here's what CircuitPython's all about in 2017, 2018. This year, we want to make sure um, your input uh, continues to make it code plus community. And we have lots of different ways for you to let us know what features you want, what type of resources. That is not only in the newsletter, it's on blog posts, it's, it's pretty much everywhere. Next up. Um, this is, uh, we're pretty happy about this. I have a video that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. This is Python-powered hardware being viewed through an AR app that we just released. So when you get an Adafruit invoice and you bought a Circuit Playground Express, a Cricut, a Hollowing, or I think Neutrals, Neutrals will be yeah. on it soon. You can use this app um, for iOS and see this 3D model, watch videos, and go to the learn guides. And these are, uh, we're starting off with our Python powered stuff. So uh, here's a quick video that shows exactly what this is. Hey Trevor, how are you doing? I'm all right. Right now I'm testing out our new feature on our Adafruit AR app. Basically, our uh, invoices now come with these QR codes. And if you scan it with the Adafruit AR app, you get a little surprise. Let me show you real quick. Alright. So you got that. That's the Halloween Express. That is the Sigit Playground Express. And this is the Cricket for Sigit Playground Express. Alright. 
This one comes with a pretty cool feature. If you hit assemble, you basically see the animation of it being assembled. If you hit play video, it plays one of our videos. And also, this will take you right to the uh, Cricut Learn Guide. Okay, so that's on invoices now if you order one of those products. It's on invoices right now. Excellent. All right. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Trevor. And that's Trevor, our iOS developer. Also, we have CircuitPython on Reddit. So if you're on Reddit and you want to take a look at some of the projects, um, these are links and more resources. We have a wiki, all that on You can post projects or yeah. chat with people there. Um, we'll be checking in once in a while. We've, we've doubled the subscribers we doubled subscribers. We still, <laughs> we're still mostly on Discord if you want to chit-chat, but yeah. uh, we always like to have... Well, wherever a, there's communities, we community like to have a, a space for yeah. people. So we're, like there. Reddit, we're there. Too. And there's some people who love Reddit. We get it. They're yeah. Redditors who use CircuitPython. Um, this is the photo from... Uh, Kent, you did a bunch of workshops. In Chicago. More, and uh, this is a slide from it, so you could check out some of the um, places that Kenny was at and more. It's links in the newsletter. And this is uh, this came in from the community, and we uh, checked this out, and we posted it up right away. This is Neo Trellis Sand Demo. Yeah, this is the sand code that we've written. I think we wrote it for one of our, maybe it was our uh, new pixel wing or dot storing in. I don't, I don't remember. But um, somebody ported the code to the Neotrellis and used the buttons and the tap detection so you can change the color and mode to super sweet. So the code is up in our repo. Um, it's also in the newsletter if you want to link to it. It's a pretty cool uh, Stemma connected Neotrellis dual 12 bit DAC um, display. Uh, I think this the time is of Cedar Grove, I think, did this one. Yeah, this is Sea uh, Grover. So they made a. Um, output controller for their CV gate synthesizer using the Neo Trellis as a controller. Just a, totally a project you can do. It's, we're, we're glad someone did it. I don't have um, something that takes a CV gate, but you got a DAC. Use it. Starting to see more projects using Raspberry Pi and CircuitPython and Python with Cricut. Uh, this person's doing a IBM Watson uh, project with mm. Cricut and Raspberry Pi, so we'll see more of that. It's kind of neat. This is uh, lots of variants of the operation game using Circuit Playground Express, Circuit Python. Um, at CCC this year, there is a talk. MicroPython, Python for microcontrollers. Yes. Check it out. We I have links to that. Uh, Christine. Yep, Christine uh, is a speaker. In the community. So uh, check that out if you happen to be going to that event. Uh, this is Nina. Nina posted up. She's, uh, I think, one of the people who work at Microsoft and, and specifically uh, in the world of Python. And she had slides before and there was a couple camera iPhone Android photos of her circuit Python earrings but then someone got a good photo up online where you can see them so uh, I put that in there. yes the Gemma neopixel ring coded in circuit Python yeah and then some other things in the world of Python I thought this was neat this is um, another cat detector Python <laughs> on hardware example it uses um, Raspberry Pi and some neat um, you know, tensorflow type stuff so you can see when your pet wants to go outside then um, some Moo news, made with Moo. Moo, um, Moo. A little bit of uh, naming collision, but that's okay. Um, there is something from Microsoft now called Moo. It's called Project Moo. Yeah. And this is firmware software as a service, which is really cool. It's open source and everything. And it has something to do with devices. However, it has nothing to do with Moo. So, you know, I, I, I put that in there just as a reference so people, okay, like there's Project Moo 
and then there's Moo. Moo, however, um, I was uh, emailing with Nicholas, the lead developer, and I said, hey, did anyone see this? Um, has anyone done any example of Turtle in Moo? Because you can use Turtle if you know what Turtle, Turtle is. Turtle is so weird. It's like built into every Python. Yep. And it's like, it's in the documentation, but it's like chapter 28, so like nobody ever gets that far. But like, yeah, there's a built-in turtle graphical drawing system with a GUI window built into Python. Like, not a package. It is built into native Python. Yeah, so you can use turtle straight up in uh, Moo. And I did, and I'm just like, this is really neat. So we're going to have some more articles and more about Moo. And then this is a preview. Uh, we got permission from Nordic to do this poster, so that's the Nordic logo yeah. with CircuitPython. Um, Python 4. Yeah, this is, this is our, we're going to do a poster for each one. We've done a poster for three. Poster for one and two. Um, we just didn't get time to do the posters, and I think I thought of them around three, anyways. Um, so well, we didn't. We weren't like really into it. Till, yeah, till and also it's like you have to make sure you get a couple versions in before you start doing posters. Anyways. I think we had a cake for two. I think we did. Okay, um, so Python so four. We got a poster. Poster will be available soon. Yeah. Nordic said this was totally cool. They're into it. They love Circuit Python. Yeah. So um, everyone's into it. We still have our call for translations. Check out the blog post and more. PyCon is next year. That's one of the events. Um, all this is in awesome Circuit Python. If you want this list, we keep it updated frequently. This newsletter comes out every single week, adafruitdaily.com. We are officially celebrating two years of Python on microcontrollers. Thousands of people read it every single week. Thank you so much for making this, I think, the most popular Python on hardware. I'm newsletters. calling it. I think it's the most popular yeah. Python on hardware. And that is Python on hardware. Newsletter. Sign up if you haven't. Okay, some help on jobs.adafruit.com. Is, is it the uh, best, most popular <laughs> jobs board for makers? There's come on, thing. come on. Yeah, there's a thing. Um, this week's job, feature job, is an LED engineer consultant needed for a music video shoot, Miles Ooh. of Lions. And this is in LA and or San Francisco. They're looking for a custom-made mask with NeoPixels for a music video uh, that'll be shot on 25th, 26th. Need a technician, uh, technical engineer consultant, wrangler, to help us with the creation side of things as well as potentially on the shoot with us. If you have skills, you can post your skills up. If you have a need for someone like this, go to jobstudyeffort.com. I think for people who want to, you know, if you want to get into show business, there is definitely a need for people who are interested yeah. in making engineering projects for videos, photo shoots. I mean, you look at all the ads, they all have like new pixels and stuff. We get asked something. every day. Yeah. We just can't do it. We can't um, do it, busy. but you can do it. Um, open source hardware, we are an open source hardware company. That's right. And uh, Lady Ada, we have some guides and tutorials. We have a lot of guides. Whoops. Whoa. I just like broke this thing. That's cool. Boop. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Well, it, well, it is the best jobs board. I mean, like that it's... That was help wanted, yeah. I don't know it's why cool. I did that. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to add this video thing over here. There, there you goes. go. There it goes. Okay. I'm trying to add that. Yes, we have a lot of guides. I don't remember how many, but it's like almost 1,700 guides now. Check out what's on the big board. We've got starting with the top left. Isaac Wallace did a New Year's Eve. We got 1,689. That's really close to 1,700. I mean, I think we'll get to 1,700 maybe by next week or so. Okay. What? Um... Okay. So we got the uh, New Year's Eve ball drop from Isaac Wallace. And this project is, um, we're going to have a much more intense New Year's Eve ball drop project. But this one is like, look, you have a circuit playground. You have some cardboard and some twine. You can build your own. Right. We've uh, got a video. Yeah, we got an old ball. So just check out the video.
Okay. Okie dokie, what else? So it sings all lang syne, it blinks LEDs, it, it starts when you shake it. Um, we also have a NeoPixel Painter project by uh, Mike B. So, it's, so you can uh, draw on your Neo Trellis just by pressing buttons to change the colors, like a light bright. Kind of fun. Press the buttons, they light up. And then if you press twice, changes the color and it goes through the rainbow so you can make, you know, green or blue. This one is just a very reddish, yellowish design. But you can draw anything you want. We got Make It Talk. That is the guide for how to um, have your circuit Python project say things. Um, like if you have a temperature and you want to say like, you know, the temperature is 21 degrees. Uh, we go through details of that. Um, we actually chatted about this, I think, last week as well. And we've got the Circuit Playground Christmas Tree. Um, very basic project. It's 3D printed. You can single print or dual print or there's like a translucent swirl in it. Pop it on your Circuit Playground Express to make a lovely little holiday tree design ornament. That's kind of what's new. The rest are from last week. Okay. This week everyone was pretty chill, but it's going to be a lot of guides soon. Right. Don't worry. Some in New York City factory footage. Take it away to Fruit Factory. And we got a couple more things. This is uh, cleaning out the selective. This is always fun. 
Yeah, this is like selective solder machines. They need a lot of upkeep. You got to clean them out because there's a lot of dross. Yeah. That's a technical word for it, dross. We could probably just do like a 12-hour video of just this. This is, Ooh, if, if this is like, if you just love cleaning things, this is for you. And this is the sunset. That's what the pick-and-place machines fall asleep to every night near the Adafruit factory. 3D printing, no and Pedro. Uh, I have a couple holiday projects, so this will be the last holiday projects of this year besides... Probably New Year's Day one, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. So let's uh, let's look at. Let's the, take some trees. Yeah, we got a tree circuit playground, tree project, and then an ornament project. Okay, yeah, that's lovely. Okie don't forget 3D Hangouts every single week Wednesday with Noah and Pedro. Um, one little bit of reminder, Adabox shipped, and a lot of people got Adabox for the holidays. So starting in 2019, they'll get an Adabox every three months. However, we can only do so many Adaboxes. So if you're thinking that you saw this Adabox stuff that came out, and you're like, boy, I don't want to miss out on that, we're not going to have unlimited slots soon. <laughs> so um, we only have a few, maybe like a few hundred left that we'll be able to make sure we, we ship. We get these on time to everyone. There was no uh, Christmas meltdowns. Um, you know, a couple people were mean, like there was like weather and there was like Adafruit should have known there was weather. But we can't, you know, we ordered on like the 23rd. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, so, uh, anyways, ordering 
um, an Adabox for yourself or someone else is a good idea to do now because I think they're getting more and more popular. We are having, we have fewer slots open every Adabox yeah. than before. And there and is a maximum. And we do add, and we do add more as well. So we'll see. But, but we close. So to, yeah. if you want one, sign up soon. Yeah. Um, also, if you go to your account, you can sign up for the new, new, new newsletter that comes out every single week. And we also have a version, if you don't have an Adafruit account, which is fine, adafruitdaily.com has a new product newsletter as well. Um, Lady Ada, before we do new products, Tamu is the code. That is correct. Tamu, Tamu, Tamu. Yeah. It's like that. You missed the all the hand waving. Yes. Well, that's they're not here. Yeah. Don't come here. Okay. Okay. Let's kick it off. These four parts are exactly the same, but they're slightly different. We have four terminal blocks to mini USB. This is a socket mini USB. And then we have the micro USB, and then you just go through these really fast. I'll just show them because they're, yeah. they're they're impossible to tell unless you, you have them. You have all four types. We yeah. have socket, plug, and we have mini and micro. So maybe you can go to the overhead when you're going through them all. Okay, so focusing. I'm focusing. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so this is like a mini B socket. So yeah, you see this mini B. And then if you have a mini B plug, like this one from the other side, this plugs in. Ta-da! And it's broken out, and you get the ground um, shield pin as well. So that's why there's five. Sorry, you don't get the ground pin. You get the ID pin. So you get ground, which is also shield, data minus data plus, five volts, and ID. So if you're doing you know, on-the-go stuff. So we have um, mini USB, and these are great because like they're chunky, but it's like the wiring is super easy. You don't need to solder, you can just wire directly to them. So this is the socket, and this is the plug. This is the mini B, and you can tell the mini, they have a little bit of a, a, a notch up here. And then this is the micro terminal. And these are also used sometimes for on-the-go sockets, so you can use them for, for both. And then yeah, you get the plug type, and the socket type, and in these, can plug in together, you buy twins individually, and again, you get uh, ground, data minus, data plus, five volts, and ID pin, so you can make your own custom cables. Or, you know, sometimes you have like weird stuff you want to do with USB connectors. Um, it's a lot easier to do it with these terminal blocks. And also, you can like probe them with your oscilloscope or your multimeter, also kind of nice. So, yeah, these are some very handy uh, micro USB terminal block breakouts and mini USB. Okay. Okay, we got these cute. Little button. I keep I kept seeing these buttons on projects. They're like soft touch. They're squishy. They're six millimeters. They're a little tall, but um, they've got like a soft touch to them. Ooh, soft touch. So um, yeah, if you go to the overhead, I can show. Them. They're very tiny. So again, they're they're six millimeter, but you know when you touch them, they don't they don't go down very much. But they have a soft touch. They're not very clicky, um, but they have a nice feel to them. And they only have uh, two pads. I really gotta zoom in on this because it's. It's just so tiny. There you go. You have two pads, and then you know, normally open, you press them and they connect. But yeah, it's very small. Um, so you'll have to surface mount solder these, not good for breadboards. And you get a pack of 10, because I figure if you're gonna use these, you're gonna use a lot of them. But I see them some like little mini game controllers or little mini game projects. Okay, next up. Okay, wires. These wires are connected to a T-slot 
um, uh, opto, uh, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? It's the uh, opto interrupter. So um, the, we have two versions of this sensor. We have one with wires, one has wires, and one without wires. So maybe you can skip ahead and then show the one without wires and yeah. we'll go back to the demo. I was going to say, when you first look at this, you're just like, what does this do and why would I possibly need it? But the video kind of explains it all and so will the data. So, this is um, what these are tend to be used for, and you can use them for any kind of, you know, something is in the way of the slot. But particularly what we got these for is they're really nice for gluing or taping onto DC motors, and when you use our encoder wheel, which we stock in the store, you can then measure the RPMs, you know, how many ticks go by. So let me show this demo and also... Um, yeah, this is really handy for robotics, of course. This is great for robotics. Okay, so let me show... Of these. Let me show the one without the wire first, and then I'll show the demo. Okay, so. Oh man. Okay, this is um, the one that it's just easier to show because there's no wires. So this is an Omron uh, EESX672. These are a little nicer than other optic enclosures because you're probably like, oh, you know, you can get these for like 10 cents. But this is what's nice about these. First off, they've got these, it's, it's T-slot style. So it's got these nice, um, this nice flat area with mounting tabs. So you can attach it very solidly to the side of a motor, which I like. Um, and then, yeah, there's these two slots. There's an LED on this side and a sensor on this side. And so when the LED shines through, if there's nothing in the way, the sensor goes off. And, uh, you know, if we put a, a PCB or something in the center, um, the sensor doesn't go, like, it doesn't get the light and doesn't turn on. Um, but it has a, it actually has a chip inside of it, has some circuitry, so it's a little bit more advanced than just a simple LED and phototransistor. So there's power um, L out and minus. So you do need to power these with 5 volts, but as long as the power is 5 volts, you can use the signal at 3 volts. It's, a, it's just a pull-up that you set to whatever voltage you want. And there's a nice little LED that will light up when um, the sensor is tripped or non-tripped. And the LED, sorry, the L-pin, you can use that if you tie it to either plus or minus, it changes the polarity. So if you want it to, like, if you want the output to be high when it's, like, blocked or when it's not blocked, you can select which way you want it, basically. So it's a little bit more advanced than basic sensors. Um, this is it. So you can see it's, uh, there's this little nut, nut, uh, nub here, so I kind of taped it off a little bit to the side. And then these wheels have a little part that stick out, and then you can put these encoder uh, um, wheels on them and you can see there's I think 20 slots and that's it's perfect it, you just put this sensor you can see it goes through and then the LED will be um, turned it will be blocked or unblocked depending on how the wheel turns so let me put it this way for safety and then if I plug this in the demo should run okay so oops I got this upside down hold on Okay, so you got it running, and it says, you know, it's, these, are, these motors are about 200 RPM, but if I stop them or slow them down, you'll see the RPM does update. I mean, it can update faster. My code just checks once a second. If I let it go, it'll go up to 200 RPM, and you can see that wheel spinning. And then if I rotate this, you can kind of barely see it, but that um, LED, it will light up when it triggers. So you can... It's tough because it's happening so fast you can barely yeah. see it. But if you're using something that isn't rotating, you know, 1,000 RPM, um, you will be able to see each tick as it goes by. 
on the LED, which is another nice thing about these sensors. So um, this is really great for robotics whenever you have one of these wheels. DC motors, you know, the side effect of having a low-cost motor. They're dumb. They're, they're dumb. <laughs> they're $2. They're dumb. And I remember doing a bunch of projects where I needed to... Um, with Cricket, and I was doing DC motors just to show DC motors, and I wanted to have like, oh, I want this little trash rack, this trash pan to go down. And yeah. Up. Like we had to use steppers for stuff like that, but this could allow you to do stepper-like projects with the DC motor. Yes, you can have much more um, control, more precise control. Again, this is only one. It doesn't tell you the direction. It just tells you the speed, but that's still better than it's, nothing. It's still You could still do more projects with this. Yeah, and this is just, really like. the code is even posted up. I, I think I did this in Arduino, but you can use this in CircuitPython um, as well. Okay. Um, you do want to have a microcontroller that can read the pulses fast enough, but uh, I like these, and yeah, I got them in, with wires. The wire is one meter long. It's, it makes for very handy wiring. You can see it's a very nice compact wire with all mm. the cables coming out, or you can get it with just these solder tabs that are very easy to solder to. It's a little bit less expensive. Either one will do the job just fine. Okay, next up. Solenoid. Yeah, this is another one where you can, lots of different ways to do stuff with robotics, but if you got a solenoid, like, Save this a is lot a, of time. This is a chunky this, solenoid. This type of movement normally is tough to do with robotics. And this so, is a very long throw yeah. solenoid. So, I mean, it's not like a foot, but it is like, you know, it's like an inch or so, which is quite a, chunk, a bit. A chunk, yeah. I will say that the trade-off is um, this solenoid needs a bit of current. Um, it needs, I think we figured out like one or two amps. So let's maybe go to the um, overhead. And I've got, uh, hold on, I've got my, of course I just, I just dropped this thing I needed. Hold on. Well, I'll go back to the video. No. I got, okay. So I got this my five volt, two amp thing going on here. And then let me try triggering this. So plug that in, chunk, chunk, chunk. So it has quite a bit of throw. Um, you'll do, you do need to have a pretty strong transistor. I'm not actually sure you will be able to um, power this with a uh, ULN because those are 500 milliamps and this really does want like one volt, uh, sorry, one amp at five volts. And it's, you know, it runs at five volts. It's not uh, incredibly fast and powerful at five volts. It's a six volt driver, but you can run it at six, um, seven or eight or nine volts and it'll be fine, but it's, it's a nice, chunky solenoid and it's it has that nice long throw and it's a push-pull and I wanted to have another alternative we have a teeny five volt solenoid but it, the throw is only I think like five or six millimeters so this is a much longer throw when you really need something to go much further so there you go now I have a solenoid okay. chunky next up we still have more um, we got more particle stuff in non-stop okay so now we have this is the particle 2g 3g um, mesh pack. This is a starter pack and it comes with two xenons and those are the NRF52840 uh, mesh Bluetooth network and then it has one gateway particle, the one in the center which is like chunkier and that one is, or the one on the right, and that's the boron 2G3G. So it's a cellular module attached to the NRF52840 so you have that uh, Bluetooth mesh or Bluetooth low energy capability plus it can act as a gateway to take your Bluetooth mesh data from the particle board the lower cost ones and upload it to the cellular network to the particle cloud so if you have stuff somewhere where you don't have Wi-Fi or you know the Wi-Fi is inconsistent or you just you know you think the password is going to change and you want cellular um, cellular works a lot of places 
This pack kind of gets you started with everything you need. You got three breadboards, USB cables, comes with a tripler, and of course, uh, a battery. You'll need a battery for um, the stellar module, even if you have it plugged into USB. Um, those cell modules really need huge burst of power that um, only a LiPo could really provide. USB doesn't provide as well, as well as a debugger programming a couple of parts. So this is good if you're um, interested in doing cellular mesh network particle stuff. And of course, um, all these are Feather compatible. We'll be getting more of them in the store as they come in uh, to stock. They're, they're really, you can tell that we're getting a little bit every week. Uh, we placed a big order and you know they come in little shipments. And as soon as we get them, we put them in. So this one is for 2G, 3G. If you need the LTE bundle, hold up. Maybe next week we'll get the LTE bundle. Um, but this one, you know, if you have a 2G or 3G network uh, for your cellular needs, this will work quite well. Okay, next up. JP requested this. It's pretty simple. It's a uh, stereo audio jack with a little neural nut. You can panel mount it. And it's got this tab sticking out, so it's breadboard compatible. I will say um, it's vertical style. We have a horizontal style. The tabs aren't super long. It does work in a breadboard, but like especially if you have this long cable sticking out, it can yank it out a little bit. So this is best used for perf boards and solderable breadboards. It does work in a solderless one. It's not great for it, but it does work. So you just plug it in and you get ground, left, right. Perfect for your audio project. You want to take a stereo jack and plug it in, but you want it to come in vertically. And next up, if you like the handsome Anthony from Apple, you'll like this. It's a circle. It's this white circle. <laughs> we have the white circle and we have we're the gonna, white rectangle. We're selling quarters. Can you show them the white rectangle? Look at this white we're rectangle. We're selling rectangles and, and circles. circles. We got both. It's the new, This, if you like apple cinnamon toast, you'll like this. <laughs> okay. okay. So Is that time of the new product video? So we have circles and and rectangles. What are these? They, they okay. have to do something. We're not just selling circles and rectangles, are we? Uh, yeah, we are. I mean, yeah. like, look at this. Like, it's so white Remember and clean. And it's just, the, the UI is just amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing like that Microsoft Oval, the, which was terrible. It's the iPhone 11. Okay. No, these are NTAG. Um, what are these? These are NTAG uh, 203. Okay. Little so mini tags. And what do they do? The, what do they do? Well, they actually don't do anything until you have um, an RFID board that can read NTAG, which is kind of mm -hmm. the standard. All right, I'm gonna go to the overhead. Yeah, I'll show you. So this is a um, quarter size tag, it's a nice round tag, and you've got the large uh, you know, business card size tag. I'll say the business card tag has a bigger antenna. And you, we actually have a video where we uh, dissolved one of these, so you can see the antenna is like huge. And with this one, the antenna isn't as big. So you know, use this if you're space constrained, maybe you want like an RFID project that uh, doesn't have a, you know, the tag is embedded, but you don't want it to be too big. And this one, of course, will get you better range. So that's kind of nice if you have something that you, you want it to work, even if it's not right up against the reader. And these both contain an NTAG 203. And the NTAG 203 is kind of the next generation. We've had the MIFR Classics for a while that work with the um, PN532 and other RFID readers. But modern phones don't use them anymore. Um, licensing, who knows why. Um, basically, everyone decided to go to NTAG, which is a license-free um, method of doing RFID and NFC. Uh, so you, you, you're going to have a bunch of different shapes and sizes. They have 144 bytes of memory, so you can write a URL. You know, when you touch it to a phone, it goes to that URL, and you know you can have NFC-based stuff or, or data transfer. Um, so we'll give it a couple more shapes of these. Wonderful. We started with the wonderful round white and wonderful white rectangle, but we'll have other 
exotic colors and shapes mm -hmm. coming your way for all your NTAG needs. Um, these do work with the PN532, but um, MyFair Classic does as well, and it's a little bit less expensive. All right. Speaking of tiny electronics and the codes that I was talking about. And that's, this is the code. Yeah. Tomu. This is by Sean Cross. It's the project that he put on uh, crowdfunding at uh, CrowdSupply. It is a small uh, EFM32 Gecko processor, two little LEDs, and four tabs on the bottom for USB port. You can see it can a USB connector, and uh, two capacitive touch buttons, and it comes in a little plastic case as well, which I can show off. It's a little development board, has a USB bootloader. Um, it's kind of fun. It's like, you know, a little dev board that you can stick in your computer. It comes like this. Let me open this up. And it's open source. It's freely hackable. It's kind of sort of designed to be a U2F, a, a, a two-factor authentication dongle. But you don't have to use it for that. You can use it for anything. Um, and yeah, you can touch this pad here, touch this pad there for two inputs. There's two LEDs embedded in it. And then um, when you stick it in these USB pads, connect to the microcontroller, and you can program it. And there's a free tool chain. These are kind of fun to hack. Um, it's very minimalist, but if you just want a little microcontroller, uh, it's, like, it's smaller than the trinket. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, this is what we've got for you. And um, there's actually a new Kickstarter, there's not Kickstarter, a crowdfunding campaign on Crowdsupply uh, by Sean for the FOMU, which is the FPGA version of this, and we'll carry that as soon as that's available. Um, that's not this. This is the uh, EFM32 Gecko chip. Okay. Uh, that there. This, the this one's easy. This one's a, we have an assembled version of the BMP280. Uh, some people have projects where they, um, or kits where they don't want to solder the headers on. We will solder the headers on for you. Uh, works just like the non soldered one, but it's fully assembled. Okay, this is almost in the store. This is a preview. This is Coming soon. The, so here's the thing. Uh, Grand it's, Central. It's not out yet. Yeah. Don't ask. Mega shaped. It's mega shaped. It's for people like 3D printers and just giant chips with tons of Maybe you just pens. want a lot of chips. This is the first... I think, you know, the Douay has been discontinued for the most part. Um, this is the Cortex-M4. If you want this, sign up, because it'll help us know how many to make. It's not out yet. Yeah. It will be soon. But for now, please sign up. And as Get soon as it's available, you'll be notified. Getting closer. And then getting closer. This is, um, sign up, it'll, this is about to go in the store. This is really about to go. We actually were about to put it in, and then we found a little bug in the bootloader, and we wanted to fix it. Just coincidentally, that's how it always works out. You always find a bootloader bug like the hour before you put it in the store. Because I was just doing a bunch more like last minute testing and we just bumped into it. It's our Feather compatible NRF52 840 um, native USB. It runs Circuit Python. Hence it runs the poster. Circuit. Hence the poster. <laughs> um, it's wonderful. Uh, we're we're going to reprogram the boards and we'll get them in the store for you. Uh, we'll probably talk about this a lot more next week when we have it. Yeah, it's probably going to be one of our mo more popular products. Well, this is why we want to get it right. Yeah. I want to get this right. Everyone's I don't want to release it. And the bootloader is really important because if the bootloader is good, you can use it forever. And if the bootloader has a bug in it, it can really hamper uh, people's developments. That's why I wanted to do a good job. So this is coming soon as well. But I promise you, very, very close. Okay. And with that... Thank you, everybody. Okay, let's do Ready? Yep, yep, yep. We've got four USB to terminal block adapters, mini socket. We got the mini plug. We've got the micro plug and the micro socket. So basically, micro USB or mini USB to terminal block 
you get ground, D minus D plus, power, and that ID pin, no soldering required. Never solder. We've got these soft touch uh, six millimeter buttons. They're so soft and squishy. I've seen these on some projects, they're nice two tabs. Surface mount, you get a 10 pack. Okay, you get um, your photo, op uh, photo opto interrupter. There's a T-slot from Emeron. We got these with cable without, uh, shown here with a DC motor and an encoder wheel. Uh, really perfect for doing RPM calculations. Or if you want to detect when something goes in between the slot. We like these because they have these big mounting tabs. Again, with cable, without. We got a chonker of a five volt solenoid. This is a six volt solenoid, but it runs at five volts. It takes like one to two amps though. So like really you need a good strong driver for this, but it's got an almost one inch throw. The uh, particle boron 2G, 3G starter kit comes with two mesh NRF2840 Bluetooth, uh, dead bores, xenon, one tripler, the boron 2G or 3G cellular module that can act as a gateway to the mesh network, battery, breadboard, USB cable, some sensors, antenna. It's, it's perfect for making a 2G or 3G cellular network for your uh, particle mesh Bluetooth boards and get that data to the internet. This vertical uh, stereo jack can plug into a solderless breadboard, but it works best with a soldered breadboard or perf board. It's vertical, you plug in your stereo 3.5 millimeter and you get ground left and right. This white circle is so exciting. Inside of it is an NTAG 203. It's an RFID NFC tag with 144 bytes of memory. Uh, works with all modern phones. Don't like circles? We have a rectangle. The rectangle goes great with uh, pretty much any fashion accessory you want. Also has an NTAG two or three inside of it, 144 bytes of memory. Works great with pretty much any modern RFID or NFC reader. The Tomu from Sean Cross is Zobs, is a little computer that fits in your USB port, has two capacitive touchpads, two LEDs, features the EFM, EFM32 Gecko processor from Scilabs, comes with a USB bootloader. It's a little, meant to be a two-factor authentication dongle, but it's fully open source, fully reprogrammable, do anything you want with it. Make a little, any kind of USB to uh, two LEDs or two capacitive touch button uh, interface, and it doesn't stick too far out of your um, computer uh, port. So if you have a spare USB A port, shove that in there and program this Tomu. The BMP 280s are popular temperature barometric pressure sensor from Bosch Breakout. Uh, now comes with headers pre-soldered on, so you don't have to do that. Coming soon. The Grand Central, you've been waiting, you've been waiting, you've been waiting, we've also been waiting. It'll come soon, sign up at the page and we'll know how many to make. Also coming soon, the NRF52840 Feather. Uh, last minute adjustments, we'll get this into the store soon. Also sign up, we will notify you as soon as this native Bluetooth low energy capable CircuitPython friendly board is in the shop. Okay, let's recap. All right, um, don't forget, Code is Tomu and head over to Discord where you want to. That's where you want to ask questions. Yeah. Because the person who said, Are you watching Ask an Engineer? Are you asking Ask an Engineer? Yeah. Well, you have to go to Discord and ask your questions. That is where you want That's to go. That's the Discord. Go to the Discord. That's right. There. Okay. Live um, We have a top it. secret you yeah. wanted to show? Yeah, go fast. All right. And then we'll do some questions and give away something. Yeah, this is fun. I was just working on this. It's a Raspberry Pi bonnet with a LoRa radio and antenna. OLED and three buttons. Um, we got that teeny Laura library that we ported over from Arduino. Somebody wrote some Arduino code. We ported it from C to Python. It works great. And it makes for a perfect, you know, Pi Zero uh, Laura transmitter. 
Um, great for, you know, you have a little lore, you know, you want to transmit data from your Raspberry Pi to a computer. It can also, of course, act as a um, uh, Wi-Fi to LoRa single-channel gateway if you wanted to. But I like the OLED and the display, and, the, you know, it's not assembled here, but pretend it's assembled. Okay. Back in the vault. All right. Uh, I'm going to have some questions that we're ready to go, and we'll also... Um, Answer the questions that I'm ready. are in Discord. Okay. Um, Throw me. Yeah. So first up, um, if it's possible, would we would we sell the NRF fifty two eight forty modules standalone? We might, but you know they would still come bare. You'd have to reprogram them. Yeah. Okay. Um, people are liking the mega. They have projects like the sign robot cars up. And sign yeah, up. Mega. You got to um, sign up because that's how many PCBs we'll know to order. You know, it's like okay. if you only get three sign-ups, it's like, well, it'll only make three. Um, is uh, Circuit Playground supported on ESP32? And I'll, I'll add a follow-up question. What if you want to use Circuit Python with an ESP32? What's the best way to the do ESP32, it? The ESP32, we don't have Circuit Python for it. In fact, we're going to be ending Circuit Python support for ESP8266 starting with 4.0 because experience isn't the Circuit Python experience. We want native USB. That's why we've been doing projects and publishing how to use an ESP32 or 8266 as a Wi-Fi coprocessor, yeah. which works really well because then you get all the great peripherals and speed of like an M4, which is the SAMB51, and then the Wi-Fi is done by another chip. And I've actually noticed this is becoming very popular. People using ESP32 as a coprocessor, like the Particle Argon. It's an NRF52840 with USB uh, native. Yeah, in well, this, that's the in this Cortex question. M4. Let's say if you want, if you have particles, the new ones that came out, can you use Circuit Python with this? You you can because it's an NRF two eight forty supported. However, you'll have to reprogram the bootloader. You're kind of a little bit on your own. Like Particle is not going to. This is not going to be the yeah, lead story. Yeah, this isn't going to be. Yeah. You're not going to lose the Particle Cloud. You may lose any authentication bits that you need to get to the cloud. Yeah. However, if you want to just use it as a dev board, of course you can. Um, we don't think. That's what the particles are great for. We think they're great for using with their mesh network and their gateways. That said, it is a dev board. Um, you can reprogram it and do something cool with it, and you can try using it with um, Circuit uh, Python. Yeah, and that's just the we we looked around and like the it's really hard to get stuff with a good user experience for the eighty two sixty six and the thirty two. That's it's yeah. tough. So we wanted to have something so you get all the goodness with Circuit Python and you get the Wi Fi. Or Bluetooth connectivity, so that's why we added that way. Okay. I think I think that's the best way to do it. I mean, the the Wi-Fi chips they can, it's just tough. There's there's no real. I mean, even you know Linux computers they have a separate Wi-Fi chip. Yeah. They don't embed it. Um, yeah, we don't do ETAs on the on stuff, but the the 840 will be out really soon. We're testing them right now. That that one we can tell you a little bit. Um, it should be. It'll, there'll be some in the store in the next week, I guess. I think it should be in the next yeah. week, unless we find some other bugs. And then the retail price of the um, Mega, or we're calling it Grand Central. Not um, out yet. It's not out yet, but I can tell you it won't cost as much as the Mega. It won't cost as much as the Duo. Yeah, it won't cost as much as the Duo. Start with that. Yeah, because okay. the Mega's prices change, but it, it yeah, should but be. They, it should be. It. It, it will be a good price. Or at least with the price of Mega. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Two, 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 two. I saw a post from a friend on Twitter saying their app for their weather sensor is no longer supported, so they have a, yet another IoT paper. What's the uh, best thing to say? 
they can figure out something else with it, or where do you direct them to start? Yeah, well, that's just life in the IoT land. Here's the thing. When you choose a project or you choose something, if you can program it or change it, I know it sounds like, oh, like I just wanted a weather sensor, but at this point, this is going to happen over and over. So I think um, one of the things, just to give you uh, your friend an idea, if they learn just a little bit of Python, we're going to have a very easy to use IoT weather sensor. Yeah. And very soon. And no matter what happens, they'll always be able to change the code and point it to For any life. weather service they want. That's the thing. It's like yeah. these services, you know, every weather service out there has changed their APIs or they've closed their APIs from being a yeah. free to um, key required, which I get. I understand that. The thing is that they changed it. So people were happy to use their free service and then it got changed over or the IP changed. It's, it's just really tough. Um, is the Neotrellis PCB design open source? Yes. Yes, on GitHub. Yeah. And by the way, at this point, if we didn't do something open source, I swear there would be pitchforks and they would like throw Lady Ada into the into like the pond to, to the lake to see if she burns yeah, or something. See if she drowns. Yeah, the like we're held to such reach. a high standard. Like within an hour of releasing something, so I was like, "You're not open source anymore." I know. It's like we hit refresh and get up. Like fine, fine, but I'll be back. I'll be back to prove it. Yeah, I know. Proof link. Proof link. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. However, there are companies out there that aren't open source that say they're open source. It's true. You just have to look. You just have to look. And carefully. actually, you know what? Don't look. Don't we'll, look. We'll be unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, question: What's the main difference between the Adafruit Feather M0 Bluetooth LE and the NRF52840? Well, the Feather M0 Bluetooth LE has a Cortex M0 as the main processor, the 7021, and then it has this other module that it sends messages to to do Bluetooth, which works okay, but actually. The NRF52840 is a much faster chip and does work better. Um, this is one of those like trade-offs where it's like sometimes it's better to have something on chip. For Bluetooth, it's actually we found it's better to be on chip because it's not a high bandwidth protocol, and so having that in chip is is okay because you're not going to be spending your time like in all these other threads all the time. Um, so the NRF52840 um, has Bluetooth built into it, which means that you just have more control. You can do central which you can't do on um, the Bluefruit LEs because they just, we didn't have chips that could do central at the time that was you know five years ago or four years ago when it first came out. Um, also, uh, yeah, so basically it has an all-in-one chip. Bluetooth is built in. It's much more powerful. It's an M4, much more memory, much more RAM. So it'll be much better. If you want to do something in Arduino, you can probably get away with either, but if you want to do central or you want to do circuit Python, um, the NRF2840 is a better deal. Okay. Uh does the foot pedal potentiometer have an on-off switch built in, or one could or could one be added? You could add one, but you have okay. to solder it in. And it says that this will be used with a seven volt, nine hundred milliamp power supply for sewing machines. Um. Yeah, that is. A, you might want to actually get a proper sewing machine pedal for your sewing machine. Yeah. If you need that. Might be too much. Sounds like a little more complicated. What you got? Okay. Uh, what will be the right sensor, of, of, right kind of sensor for RFID or similar? To measure waiting time for trucks and queue, kind of what Disney does at parks and integrate through Wi-Fi and Arduino. Well, you have to have RFID connect, you know, on the on the thing you're measuring. Um, and you need something that does long-range RFID. So 125 kilohertz is what you want. The 35 megahertz ones we have, they're not the the physical like the physics max distance is like four to 10 inches, or sorry, four inches, 10 centimeters. So if, it, if the distance you're going for is farther than four inches um, to measure, you'll have to use 125 kilohertz and use a long range RFID reader, which is a totally different ball game. Um, is there a source for 
changing lighting for moon or no moon to help seeking stars. So I guess you mean if you're outside and if it, there's enough moonlight, it lights up something or doesn't? I'm not sure about I that. I do not know. I've seen there's that red lighting, like, you know, when you need to see things in the dark. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Um, I think you just go to a place without moonlight. Yeah. A time without moonlight and a place without... I don't know, I don't know without... if there's a sensor that does that, though. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I believe... Oh, is there a spec guide for how we should design our own PCB feather wings so it works with feathers? Yes. If not, can we uh, get a guide in the future? Yeah. It's in the feather guide. It's in the feather guide. Called specifications. And we know it works because Particle use it. Particle did it. They followed it. Other companies are using it, and they did them. Uh, Maxim also made their own feather. If you follow the guide, you can make feathers or feather wings that are compatible. Okay. Let's uh, give some away. What do you want to give away? We're going to give away a Tomu. I was going to say, you should give away a Tomu. We're going to give away a Tomu. Away All right, what are the rules? Rules are, if you want something before, you can't win again. Only one winner per my lifetime. The first person to call the phone when it appears on here and they decode the numbers. Um, the phone will ring. Mm. It'll ring twice. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to say, uh, ahoy, ahoy. That's how you know it's me. Um, when I say mm. that, turn down your computer audio because otherwise you get weird echo effects. And then uh, tell me your name, where you're calling from, and a project you work on or you want to work on. And you'll win a free Tomu. Tomu Im from Sean Cross. A fun USB microcontroller dev board, capacitive touch, LEDs, Scilabs. Some people love Scilabs chips. Never really use them myself, but they're pretty uh, cool. Okay. This Call is this number. On Bitstab, you just have to, you have to type it out because it's, it's a phone number, but it's pretty easy to do. It's gonna it's gonna ring the Radio Shack phone. That's the phone number. I'm gonna say ahoy ahoy. Turn on your audio. Maybe turn down your audio before you call. That'd actually be pretty sweet. Yeah, that's a good idea. So <laughs> tapping on the phone. Come on. Okay. You know, speaking of Radio Shack, this is uh, oh, oh hey hey. Here we go. Watch out. One ring. Okay. Will we get two rings? I don't know. Yep. yep, I'm picking up. Do it, do it, do it. Ahoy, ahoy. Oh my gosh, hello. Oh my gosh, please turn down your audio. I just did. Great, thank you. you What's want? your name and where are you calling from? I'm calling from California. My name is Chana Samini and I'm calling from Irvine, California. Okay, I didn't catch your name, but you're calling from Irvine, California. Uh, congratulations, yes. you're the winner of a Tomu. Wow, amazing. Um, they're very cool. Uh, we love them. That's why we're camera. I'm so glad they finally came in. We ordered them like a year ago. Um, email support at adafruit.com and say, hi, put your name. I can't, I can't quite hear it. From Irvine, California, I want a product number 4050. What a nice number. And they will send you out one as soon as possible. Okay, and the email is support at adafruit.com? That is correct. You got it. S-U-P-P-O-R-T, okay. adafruit. Okay, so what's a project you're working on or you want to work on? So the project I worked on is um, I just recently got the xenons and the borons, mm. and I'm going to be starting to uh, play with that in the next couple of days. Here. Oh, nice. Yeah, perfect timing. Yeah, the people are trying to do a lot of particle stuff. You're going to see a lot of projects and uh, guides coming out. That's cool. If you build something neat, maybe build a mesh network of some sort, Maybe use some feather stuff. Come by show and tell. We'd love to see what you're up to. We'll definitely do. And the greatest part about it is that there's so many other feather um, boards that can be compatible with it. So I'm looking forward to that. Especially <laughs> if you get the triplet, you just plug them right in. Okay, well, we'll have more feather wings coming out to make you happy. Meanwhile, enjoy your Tomu. Maybe build something cool with that. Maybe you learn Scilabs. Have a wonderful holiday and a wonderful night. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Good night. All right. All right. Congratulations. We gave away Tomu. That's right.
That was the goal. We hit the goal. Okay. Well, that is the show for tonight. We did it. We did it. Did it. Um, don't forget the code is Tomu. Ten percent off the native for store all the way up including to including Tomu's. PM Eastern Time, including Tomu's. And uh, as always, it supports us, an open source hardware company here in New York City. Thank you, everyone who's working in the uh, Adafruit Slack behind the scenes. I think it's uh, Jesse May. Thanks, Jesse May. Also, uh, all the folks that are in the Adafruit Discord, all the community helpers, and everyone who helps uh, folks out here. You know, Jim just mentioned something. He said, you might not need a sensor. You can programmatically um, figure out the moon and the rise of the, the tides ah. and all that with a Python package called Hi, uh, Ephem. Ephem. Ephem? And so that's kind of cool. Like, there's always a way to do it. And you know what? That's one of the things that we're going to do for this, like, uh, new world of very high, very high performance chips that work well and have USB, and then use 8266 and 32 to kind of be the, the yeah, module. Yeah, maybe I should it. try. Maybe I'll make a moon phase yeah. detector. That'd be fun. Yeah. fun. And you can, yeah. Anyways, um, so that uh, that's our show. And thanks everyone for helping out. Thank you everybody. Each people, uh, that are everybody who's in the, the chat. Uh, each of you taking good care of each other and being excellent to one another. Yes, be um, good to each other. Yeah, thank you for a good 2018. We're exhausted. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> We're tired. I'm tired. We, we worked a bunch. Um, but uh, thank you for supporting Adafruit and a cool open source hardware company in New York City. Lady owned company, there's no other thing like it. We appreciate it because we are only here because of all of y'all. Thanks all the Adafruit team members, uh, both here and remote, and we'll see everyone next week. We will have a show again. Next week, it'll be January 3rd. Second? Uh, second, yeah. Third? Second. Second. Yeah, New Year's Day first? is first, and it's Tuesday. Wait, it's 27th, 28th? Yeah. 20th, 30th, 31st, first, second. Yeah. Second. Second is second. Wednesday, so we'll yeah. be here again. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. Here is your mum to Zener. <laughs>